0: Welcome to We Gotta Talk, a live weekly talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. From health to relationships to alternative lifestyles and more, the one thing you will always get is a deep dive. I'm Sunny, a 15-year veteran of TV News, freelance writer, blogger, mom of three, and wife. But most of all, I'm just a die hard over sharer. Someone who's genuinely curious about, well, everything around me. And I can't wait for you to join in on these conversations that I promise will impact, inspire, and entertain you. Now, let's talk. Hey everybody! Welcome to We Got to Talk. I am Sunny, and I'm so glad you're here for this episode. This is a, this is a personal one, um, letting down the guard a little bit today with our guest, Shanna Wendell, who is um, the founder of Shine Wellness. And last week on the solo episode, you heard me tease briefly um, my experience with RTT, Rapid Transformational Therapy. It is the latest on a long journey of self-discovery that I've been on. Last year just kicked my ass like it did so many people. And in addition to being a fan of traditional modalities of therapy like talk therapy, um, I have been exploring other ways to really get at that just general sense of, I don't know, I feel like unease might be the right word that last year brought out in so many of us. So um, I'm really, really excited about today's episode because we're going to talk with Shanna about what RTT is, how it worked for me, the specific issues that we were working on, and how you can try it too. So um, yeah, Shanna's here in studio. We're back. I'm vaxxed to the max. I can talk to people. (laughs) Shanna, this is exciting. We're sitting like just a few feet from each (laughs) other, which is really cool. Um, Hi,
1: How are you? You You
0: were on the podcast, I think it was over a year ago. I think it was
1: March of 2020 or around then. I looked at our Instagram this morning, June 9th, so almost the exact year. That's crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, we're recording this on June 3rd. How about Mm -hmm. that? The universe has a way. Um, Shani, your episodes have been some of the most listened to, downloaded episodes that I've done, specifically the one we did on intuitive eating, which is another sort of area of focus for you, right? Yes. Yep. Um, But tell us what Shine Wellness is so we can know before we get into RTT and all of that, what you do generally.
1: Yeah. Uh, Shine Wellness is basically my holistic wellness company. So I've done a lot of different coaching throughout the years on the holistic wellness front. So um, usually people would come to me with either health issues or dietary concerns, things like that originally, Um, and I would coach them through just basically bringing everything in to balance sorry that was my text messages guys promise it's (laughs) muted now okay go ahead (laughs) no worries um and then that just has kind of migrated over the years as I was coaching and helping people um I was noticing that they weren't necessarily having the success that I wanted them to through the coaching program Mm -hmm. and I knew that there was something a little more deep-rooted to what was going on Mm -hmm. so that's when I went down the uh rapid transformational therapy rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and um started exploring that modality, got trained in it. Um, And it's been such a wonderful addition to What I do and it's just very efficient and effective. So um, that's what I keep hearing from the people that I work with. Yeah,
0: I can't wait to get into and we will, and I'll share as much as I can about my the reason I did it and sort of the issues we worked on. But I want to ask you before we get there: Did you go through R T T yourself? Like, were you a like a patient and and was it transformational for you? Yes. And I would imagine that's kind of what led you down because I think that's a question people have a lot is. How can it be so good so quick?
1: Yeah. I think so. I mean, there's those that are that know about hypnotherapy that have done traditional hypnotherapy before um that they can make sense of what RTT is and how it varies from traditional hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, yes, I've done it for my own immune system boosting. I've done it for confidence building myself. Um so I've done it for a couple different things. And so tell
0: me like real world changes you saw after you did that, whether it was related to the confidence or the health issues. Like, I want to know mm-hmm. what you came out with after doing your sessions that was an, an, an appreciable difference.
1: So I discuss it on my about section of my website. But part of what led me into holistic wellness to begin with was my immune system tanked after I went through a divorce and my mom passed away. Um, so lots of emotional turmoil there for a while. Um and I went into severe adrenal fatigue at the time. So was working with holistic doctors. um, But when I found RTT itself, that's part of what I wanted to um, work on was the adrenal fatigue specifically. So I was, ultimately able to reduce down some of the supplements that I was on.
0: Okay, wait, we have to talk about this yeah. because we're on the same supplements. We just had this whole conversation, <laughs> um, an adrenal supplement. And I. this is, guys, a, a very common thing. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, so don't take this as gospel, <laughs> but uh, sort of – anecdotally, a lot of women at this age, after having kids or having young kids, our our systems are stressed. Our hormones are all over the place. We have been going through life changes because of childbirth or nursing or whatever, and just we're out of whack. So this is not an abnormal thing for a woman in the stage of life to experience that adrenal stress. But what I want to know is how can something in our mind, i.e. RTT, physically
1: change what's happening in our bodies? Was it just a matter of the stress reduction? Uh, Stress reduction. And I think, again, it kind of comes back to the stories that we tell ourselves, the beliefs that we hold. So for me, I had struggled for a couple of years at that point um, on an emotional mm-hmm. front, on a definitely on a physical stress front as well, that as you go to more and more doctor's appointments and you're looking at more and more things that may or may not be, in my case, that were wrong with my system as a whole, you start to try and treat those things I did it holistically um but then the story became I'm always going to have this or am I always going to have this and what's going to come up on this next test and what what is you know this this next reading that I have done what's going to be my language so then you've created the story in your mind and then your mind just goes out searching for information to validate your story that you've created. You so. go to Dr.
0: Google. Yeah. You read, it's like, how how am I going to die today? Andrew, my husband is always like, what are you Googling? I'm like, I should have a headache, but it's like a really specific part of my head. He's like, just stop Googling. No WebMD for you. But, he's like, but he brings up a point all the time. Yeah, nothing. I need to be kept away from all electronics. You can find something to validate any emotion or symptom you're having. So it really is important for us to step back. So that's where RTT came in yeah. on your physical health journey. It, it yeah. almost helped to give you hope in a way that this wasn't always something you'd have to struggle with. Right, right. Wow. OK, let's rewind the clock a little. RTT, rapid transformational therapy, you've you've heard us say that now several times. I want you to give me just like a basic, basic definition of what it is.
1: Yeah. So it's basically a form of hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, the What differentiates it from traditional hypnotherapy, though, is you're really getting into the root cause of what the issue is. And then you're using or we use a little bit of what's called neuroplasticity. So basically the neural rewiring of the brain within the session itself. So we're already starting to rewire what I like to call, you know, the the racetrack of our brains, Mm -hmm. of our subconscious minds. So whatever the belief system that's at play is for you is going to be running on one loop, right, Mm -hmm. One, one racetrack. So we're just creating a new racetrack for that car to drive on. So... You know, that racetrack, that original one's probably been there for 20, 30 years. It comes very early in life most of the time. Um, there are definitely clients that I've seen that the issues presented themselves in, you know, young adult life as well. But generally, it's between 5 and 10 years old that you see the, these subconscious beliefs form. These beliefs. Okay, so let's
0: yeah. let's talk about that. Um, and I do want to get into my specific issues here too but um when you say these these tracks these things we're used to thinking these are things and correct me if i'm wrong that we've come to believe about ourselves or about our place in the world or about who we are or why we're here is it often you see that a person gets on that track and starts to beat that path because of one experience is it generally a collection of, you know, ways they've been treated by family, by those close to them. Like, what is the most common sort of um, starting point for that, for that to become the pattern?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say, yes, it's created by one moment that gets reinforced over time. And RTT itself, I generally take clients to three to four different incidents or memories that formed that belief um
0: it's great it's like you're like the, everyone has that friends like of course it always happens to me and i want to say stop don't do that don't yeah. beat that path yeah. but that is exactly kind of what it is and mm-hmm. and it's what you said about we said about google too you can you've inadvertently reinforce this right what often ends up being a negative path right. right right um that's so interesting so everybody has this to an extent right we all have yeah. our, our issues yeah yeah but what do you notice about someone that makes them a good candidate for RTT? I, I'm guessing or say everyone might be, but I mean, how do we know that this is something that might be compatible for us?
1: Um, I would say, yes, that really it is for anybody that is open to going to a deeper level uh-huh. um, because I'm you know a huge advocate for things like talk therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. It's it, All has its time and place. Um, I like to say, if you've been in talk therapy for a while um, and you haven't started to see the shifts and changes that you want to, to perhaps use RTT as a complement to what Mm -hmm. is going on there, because it really does help you kind of get to the root of what was driving the belief Mm -hmm. system. And we always like to say we don't like; it's not behavior modification that we're looking for. It's really transforming that belief because the behavior itself, whatever it is that you're looking to change, probably is behavior related unless it's a chronic pain type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all going to shift from shifting that original belief.
0: I think you'll have a lot of people who say, but I don't know what my issue is. You know, I feel good pretty much day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I'm stuck in a negative thought pattern uh, but they probably do have still something they could work on. Like, h- how can people target what it is that their issue is?
1: Some people, it, some people have an awareness of what the issue is and where it come fr- Comes from. Other people don't. They just say, "Listen, Shannon, I'm feeling super anxious yes. lately," or "Super like." How does yes. it present? It can present, yeah, definitely anxiety. Yeah. I've seen a lot over the past um, year of confidence in business, particularly with women, Mm. Um, and then chronic pain situations, people with acid reflux to insomnia to, and so that's presenting itself on a physical health level. And most of the time, unless you're somebody that's eating a ton of spicy food and has a horrible diet, you know, acid reflux doesn't make sense so we really have to go into the belief system side to see what you know what is it let's take somebody who's whose diet is completely fine who's tends to regulate their stress management fine okay so what is it then? What else is it that's causing this?
0: Yeah. People don't want to believe the link between mind and body or they're hesitant to, because we've always treated them in these times, at least so discreetly, right? Mm -hmm. This is your physical doctor and this is your mental doctor. Mm -hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is that this, this helps us to sort of treat both at once. And it, it acknowledges that, that link.
1: Yeah. It's the, again, it goes back to why I started the company the the whole mm-hmm. person we are looking at right. things from a holistic point of view and saying okay we're looking at your emotional health we're looking at your physical health your mental health your spiritual health mm-hmm. and let's figure out how to get it all aligned so that you're feeling better so mm-hmm. i mean at this point i've seen people in rtt for a myriad of different issues and I'm coming back by the <laughs> way <laughs>
0: I like it a lot. Um, Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so this doesn't have to be like – it can be a one and done, but it doesn't have to be. Let's talk about how it looks, how the session looks before we get into mine and and what we talked about because Mm -hmm. – There's like a specific sort of thing you run each person through. So tell us just very briefly how it looks when
1: we arrive for this appointment. Um, So you and I did it in person. Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's done over Zoom now. Um, Oh, okay. Because you're working remotely with a lot of people. Right, right. Wow. So I generally, the clients I've had have not been local i do have space here locally but
0: yeah yeah we're in orlando by the way yeah um okay so tell us how it looks then say either we we log on or we show up if we're local
1: correct so yeah basically what you're going to do is you're going to come in um get comfortable situated for you it was in a chaise otherwise i Mm -hmm. tell people to sit on a couch on a chaise lounge whatever um something where their head is supported just so they're basically in a comfort i want you in a comfortable state Mm -hmm. something that's going to support your neck um if you're used to meditating, I always say, you know it's going to be basically like a meditation, mm. so um come in, you get comfortable, and basically, what I do in the beginning is take you through what's called the induction, so very brief um is I'm taking you down a flight of ten stairs. I'm getting you into that theta brain state that we want you in for hypnosis. explain what that state is, the theta state. Well, we have different brainwave mm-hmm. states, um, so alpha, beta, theta, and delta. And like alphas are everyday, awake state, yeah. Right. Um, and so we're just trying to get you to that, to that point that you're not really asleep, but you're not completely awake, but right. you're able to control everything that's going on. You're mm-hmm. able to discern between what is accurate and what is not accurate, um, and you're able to verbalize to me what it is that. You're seeing, feeling, experiencing as you're going through each of the different scenes. So the induction portion of the session itself, um, I don't know, it's probably it's like 10, 10 to yet. 15 minutes long. Right. Okay. Um, and then we just – we go into the memories usually. Right. So we go and we visit three different – three to four different memories.
0: Yeah. It was so cool. Um, so I got in and, again, we did this in person. We did this exercise, like Shanna mentioned. It's a visualization where she literally – Takes you deep into yourself. And um, I have to say, I was not convinced that I was going to be able to be mm-hmm. hypnotized. I guess that's the word we use, Which is right? a lot
1: of people, particularly a type I, A personalities. I know. I'm
0: like, there's no way this is not happening. And then there's this one point at the end of us walking down the stairs. And Shannon goes, okay, put your two hands out. And I want you to imagine, in this gorgeous, soothing voice she has, which is just amazing. It's made for a podcast, by the way. Bing, oh. bing. <laughs> you need to do it, too. Um, and, and, and it was like, uh, I don't know how you worded it, but like a magnet. And your mm-hmm. hands will come together. And I, it was so freaking crazy. Yeah. You said that and my hands snapped together. Yeah. Like my mind was in, I was into it. Yeah. I immediately went into that state. And then from that point, so she gets you in that, that theta state. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone who's worried, like I said, that you're un, I don't know, hypnotizable for lack of a better word, right. or that you can't get into that state. If this can happen to me, who's the queen of analysis and like I call myself the chief catastrophizer. Yeah. I just like, if there's something that can go wrong, I'm like, oh, wait, let's talk about it all, all at once. So anyway, I was so pleasantly surprised. And and it's, um how did I feel? Let me just think about how I felt so I can describe mm-hmm. this. It was like a state, a, a, almost a mini feeling of floating, mm-hmm. a, like a lightness to my head, but fully aware of every word that was coming out of my mouth. And then we went into this portion where, like you said, you drew out of me some you know three scenes Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and those are sort of indicative of the issues
1: that we're working on right yeah so that's where the the root of that issue has come from
0: so okay here's my question we can we can talk about what i said i mean we don't have to like go through specifically what the scenes looked like but Mm -hmm. we can speak generically but i i do want to talk about this because i mean what what good is it for me to talk all about you know Me doing this and i'll let you guys know what we really talked about so my issues and shanna feel free to jump in because you were sort of administering this whole thing Mm -hmm. um i feel like when i went to you i had been feeling a sense of unease and anxiety that was below the surface and we talked about this i think i put it on my intake form as well because you fill out a form Mm -hmm. before you go in that that talk therapy couldn't get to i can I can analyze till I'm blue in the face. I can talk about it. But there was just a sense of like a part of me that couldn't slow down. Mm-hmm. Like it was always worried about something or so. I think I went into the session. I know I went into the session with the idea that I need to understand where that anxiety mm-hmm. comes from. Mm-hmm. And so what came out for me was I think really telling of the person I am in my personal life, right? It was all this stuff about – uh, being the listener being the problem solver being the one that people go to being the one it was it was heavy I mean I was crying within 35 seconds I don't even I think <laughs> I was crying was I crying before we went under I can't remember
1: no no as weren't. soon
0: as oh my god but that was the we first thing to the I totally me, forgot yes mm mm-hmm. Can you just talk about that? And again, you don't have to get super specific, but from your perspective, because you're seeing me doing this, I'm experiencing this. And what it felt like to me after going into that state Mm -hmm. was an immediate recognition of a sense of woundedness. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a child, you know, that I guess was when that my little racetrack was paved. Yeah. It seemed to be very early on, by the way.
1: Didn't it? It did. It did. I think we were like baby. Yes. yes. No one there believes was a me. a nursery scene.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Shanna, no one believes me when I say this, but I have a memory of looking up and seeing my mom's eyes as a child. And I remember because she has these like really big, mm-hmm. almost like, ah, like circle eyes. Mm-hmm. And it, my, people would be like, you can't remember that. I'm like, I'm telling you, I felt what the nursery felt like. I mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. I saw this.
1: Absolutely. What I mean, so that's not abnormal to have memories start that young. No, I've had clients that- were in utero. They remember what? being a, yes, and things that they heard or sensed within their mother's bodies at the time. So, Stop. yes. I haven't had a, anybody that's gone past life on me yet, but apparently that happens as well. Like but,
0: they're who they were before they came into this right. body. Right. That the wow. wounding that they have brought through from previous that's lives. That's intergenerational or tra- mm-hmm. transgenerational trauma. We got to right. talk about that too. Right. um Okay. So what was it like? Like what are you seeing on this end and what, what was happening with me. I mean
1: for you it was a it was a tremendous release at the beginning. It's like to me it's and it, you're not alone in this. We I kind of look at all of us as ships with barnacles. Mm-hmm. We've kind of just grown barnacles throughout our experiences in life and when we go and we do something like this, hypnotherapy, it it really gives us the ability to start to release Right, mm. so to break off those those barnacles, those chains, yeah, and for many many people, that physical releases tears, and mm-hmm. you know, they've got science now that proves the tears of. Happiness are different than the tears of sadness and grief and joy. And so they're all it's it's a release for our bodies. And you needed to physically release, which is what you did as soon as scene one started.
0: (laughs) Scene one and she's
1: crying. Oh, God. And it wasn't a negative memory. No, it wasn't. wasn't. What was interesting about my
0: so so my first scene was when I was a baby. My second scene, I was a young child. Mm -hmm. My third scene was I was like a teenager, an older person. And what I've always said about me and, and not to get insular, but, you know, it's an episode about my about my experience, so we have to a little bit. Um, I have had a weird knowing my whole life of who I am. And uh, to the point where I was like a almost a boring child, mm-hmm. I would just sit there and observe. Mm-hmm. And I was at the adult table, mm-hmm. and I was asking questions about, like, what words meant and how to, like, properly put this in. Into... It was weird. Mm-hmm. Did, like... Did you get a peek into Baby Sunny being yeah. a total weirdo? Like tell me <laughs> validate this for me because I have felt so strange for like 90% of my life.
1: No, I don't, well, not yes, I got a peek into you, but not as a weirdo. What what you were able to communicate during those scenes was somebody that was very um self-aware at a very very young age as to what it's like you came into this life knowing what your role was going to be in that family at a very very early age and you played that role however playing that role did not allow for a full expression of everything that you needed to yeah. at a very young age so i adore my family but i've said
0: this before i'm come from a very expressive emotional italian american american italian family um and and one that and we can talk about generational stuff too. I I feel like our spirits or whoever our ancestors, they're, they're hard work is bred into mm-hmm. us. It's a it's a we're kinetic people. We don't stop. We don't we work. If there's a problem, we talk it through. We work it through. We understand. There's never a moment like I look at families who go silent when problems happen or when you know mm-hmm. an issue arises, and that's the opposite of us. And it's right. beautiful in some ways because it it really allows me to sharpen that tool, like communication. And, mm-hmm understanding and empathy but what i found and i think what came out in this session was that that muscle has been overused in me like i've been negotiating Mm -hmm. such a young age Mm -hmm. it exhausted me yeah Yeah. and i'm feeling that as
1: an adult i you know Mm -hmm. so and yeah yeah. and i think as we went into the so we we did the three scenes like Mm -hmm. we normally do there's another piece that sometimes it's a, a tool that i Use most of the time, but not all of the time um it's kind of like parts therapy, but when we went into basically talking to the to the throat piece of you because mm-hmm. that was something you had mentioned right
0: a pain some... i I get this pain in my throat, um, which is all often or almost always related to like an emotional feeling like it's like it's like a cork, it's like a cork in a wine bottle, it's
1: like you can't, yeah. something can't come out, yeah, you know, yeah. So when we were communicating with that piece too of you, it, it hey you made me teary eyed just listening to its purpose, what what its purpose has been in your life, and that purpose being yes, you always were that voice of you 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 were trying to get everybody to communicate with one another, but without all the emotion because you felt like if if everybody could just hear one another, if everybody could just listen without the all the emotion that came with whatever it was that was being addressed, then everybody could be happier. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody could be happier. You could probably be happier and feel safer in Mm -hmm. that environment itself too. Mm -hmm. And then, but you look at something like your childhood and like the issues that are presenting right now. But I look and I go, oh my gosh, you have this person who was um, a wonderful mediator, in her early childhood years who didn't necessarily feel, I mean, she was in a, in a happy household, you know, for relatively happy childhood,
0: no major traumas. Right.
1: Um, but who didn't necessarily feel like she could take up as much space as maybe she needed to at times, but you know, she felt like that was okay because other people needed that. Mm. Um, so you could kind of take the back seat, but ultimately, it's look what you do professionally. You went into, yeah. you know, as a news anchor, you're a podcaster now. These are all things where you're you're using your throat chakra, mm-hmm. you're using your voice, and it all has come from, you know. It's true. Kind I mean,
0: I, I don't say this to be a cheese ball, but people are like, oh, you know, how do you find your – I've always known what I wanted to do, What, I've been, what where I felt best. Mm-hmm. And I just like – but how does someone – Know at such a young age, like where does that knowing come from, and and how can people tap into who they are essentially? Because in some ways, I think my my early issues or you know the the, the beaten racetrack that we keep referencing, the path that we get on, it was beneficial to me in the end because I was wired for what I'm doing now professionally. I never had to struggle to find it because yeah. it it always felt good to me. But for someone maybe who didn't, maybe their place in their in their early environment didn't li- let them write on their calling immediately. How do they use that RTT or use anything
1: to find their true calling or their yeah. true gifts? So life, yes, there's certainly sessions that can be done over life purpose. And again, some of that can go back to belief systems. Mm-hmm. So um if you are in a position later in life where you still don't feel like you found your purpose, there definitely could be a belief system at play there that perhaps mm-hmm. you're never going to find it. Or perhaps you watched parents or caregivers who struggled with that same thing. So mm-hmm. ultimately, the subconscious belief is that you never will as right. well.
0: Or you were told that you were, you have to do this career and you have oh, to pursue yes. that. I mean, there's yes. familial expectations in a lot of situations. I see that situations. a lot
1: with the women I've worked with who oh, have needed good. confidence and business. Wow. So yes, definitely being told <clears throat> one career path when it right. wasn't really something that aligned with who they were um, authentically. And and so yeah, I, part of RTT's help with all of that is identifying whether there's a belief system at play there, starting to shift it. And for the women that I've worked with as far as confidence in business and life purpose goes, there's just everyday practical stuff that you can be doing as well Mm. too. So, you know, whether that's going out and uh, experimenting with a number of different, I don't know, hobbies or Mm -hmm. positions in different places, things. What what I found to be pretty prevalent is if you think back to your childhood and to the things that really brought you joy early in life and start to do those things again in your adult life, whatever that might have been, particularly on a creative front. So, you know, whether that was artwork or singing or performance or writing or, you know, any anything where you felt like Expressed. you were at your – Yes, yeah. that mm-hmm. the, the creativity was flowing as you bring that back into your adult life because we're so focused in our adult life on our responsibilities and everything that we're supposed to be doing and the demands of family and mm-hmm. the world that once we bring that – almost that inner child back out to play – that as those creative juices start to flow again, you're able – It really, it's – it's whether it's what you're doing at that time or the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, you, you become more inspired mm-hmm. and those those doorways start to open.
0: And it doesn't mean like you have to just say art painting was your expression as a child. Like it doesn't mean you have to be a professional no. artist. But just bring that – work that back into your life so that right. when you're doing things that you – maybe don't have to do, air quotes, have to do, that you're still feeling that you're released in that way or that you're peaceful. Yeah. Am I hearing that right then?
1: Yes. That, yes, certainly I think, is you know, part of it. Because I think, you
0: know, people might be like, oh, well, you know, what brought me joy when I was young was something that I just can't realistically pursue professionally. Like, I don't feel, what do you say to a client who says, I, I don't feel like I can be in alignment with my true passions and also make a living, mm-hmm. at least not without
1: disrupting
0: my, family's expenses for a time and and and, you know financial situation
1: right but i do find that the people that go and 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 pursue whatever that might be Mm -hmm. on a creative front it just gets your mind and almost your it's like you're tapping into your higher self Mm. more easily in those periods of time that you are in that creative space that then the insights come forward as to okay i Maybe I need to pursue – it might not be – let's take art or painting as your example. So you're in a state where you're doing that. doesn't mean that you're going to do that professionally Mm -hmm. because you hate your job right now or whatever and you have to provide for your family, things like that. But perhaps you're in that space and all of a sudden, because your creative juices are flowing, your brain's working in a different capacity, you start to have insights into, okay, well, maybe I should – do this or maybe I should look into that it just it, it all opens starts up the to work together yeah.
0: yeah yeah it's why we're so I feel like it's why we're so much happier when we are when we have an active hobby or we're learning something new because yeah. it's almost like I remember thinking like the worst feeling was getting a job and thinking I'm gonna be doing this for the next 40 years like you, you doing something and activating something new in your brain Mm -hmm. gives you the freedom to almost enjoy what you're doing more because you know it doesn't have to be permanent. Um, Okay, so let's go back to the RTT session. So we talked about the steps we take to get into it. We talked about how Shanna brought out these three distinct scenes. My first one was a baby. My second one was a child. Third one, like I said, was a teenager. And it all kind of revolved around this like, I don't even know how you would say it, like shutting, not shutting down of emotions, certainly. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) closed off in that way. But it was like... um, it was a release. Like I felt like I mm-hmm. always logically knew wh- why I am, how I am. But there, that moment of release when we went into that just mm-hmm. allowed me to acknowledge it. What I want to talk about too is so after going through these three scenes, you ran me through this practice where oh, this was so powerful. I still like it. Really teary-eyed thinking about it. You had uh, you had me. Ugh, I can't even talk about it.
1: Which part? Well, give me a hint well, like, here. Which part?
0: Don't no! I'm gonna get it together. Get it together, honey. Um, you said at your front door is the five year old version okay. of you, and, and I have a six year old girl right now, yeah. and I just yeah. You ran me through this whole thing where I got a chance to conscious, well, I guess subconsciously, I don't know, mm-hmm. address this version of me and hold her, and as a mother mm-hmm. now and yes. knowing, oh my god, yeah. such a. Uh, as a mother now and knowing the love that I feel when I hold my child, like I felt that for myself. And mm-hmm. it was the most – it was so incredibly powerful. And I find myself going back to that scene that you helped me create even in an alpha state mm-hmm. and seeing that child version of myself as separate from me. Not as someone who's still inside there and hurting but someone that I can say, look, mm-hmm. I know it's hard for you sometimes – but I'm here for you. It. It's just like it did everything for me yeah. to separate that version of myself from who I am now. What was –
1: like what's that all about? Well, that's – again, that's <laughs> something that's distinguished that's... between RTT and hy- just traditional hypnotherapy too. Traditional hypnotherapy doesn't go through those sections that we went through. Mm-hmm. And there is – yes, that is the purpose of going through – Um, it's called – um. Being the loving parent, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So, whatever younger version of you emerges in those scenes is the version of you that carried that, whether it was big T trauma or little T trauma forward, mm-hmm. you whatever created those beliefs around those particular scenes. But, you know, for a lot of us, we've kind of disregarded, ignored, haven't been connected to that younger version of ourselves as we've grown into our adult life. Um, I always like to say when working with clients too, particularly ones that have had happy childhoods as well, I'm trying to think of how best to put this. Sometimes people, as we're in in a session, don't like to speak negatively about their parents if there was a happy childhood situation. And so I find myself saying a lot to people, you know, your parents did the best that they could with the tools that they had. We're not faulting Mm -hmm. them or your caregivers, whoever it was that was in charge of you at Mm -hmm. a young age. Um, But the fact of the matter is none of us are perfect. Our parents aren't perfect. We, not a human being on this planet can actually give that little child everything that it needs at every given second of the day. So naturally, all of us are going to have unmet needs at times, even with the best of parents. Right. So what that part of the RTT session itself does is allows us to go back, take that younger version that came forward, whatever ages that might have been earlier in life, and start to give that younger version of ourselves what it needed at, he or she needed at those times. Mm-hmm. And because really as an adult now, it is our responsibility. It's our responsibility to go back and to care for that that little Part of us, and at the end of the day, we are the best person to do that because Mm -hmm. we are the ones that know ourselves the best. Not even our parents could do that. So, and
0: parenting or teaching us how to parent ourselves, how to soothe ourselves, how to but in a
1: very yes, gentle and loving, and okay, what is it that you needed? What did you not (laughs) get that you needed that I can give you now, and that's something that you can revisit every day of your life going forward is i'm feeling triggered in this way what what is that younger version of me saying what 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 does it need what does she need right now is mm-hmm. it does she just need a bath or a hug or does she need to talk to somebody does she feel alone does she feel hungry does she mm-hmm. feel and it's our responsibility to go in and give right. our our little one whatever that might be yeah so and it's it, I do find that it is particularly moving for people who do have children because it's it's I don't want to say easier but you have that visual.
0: I have the visual and I have what what it evoked in me was that sense of peace that I have holding my child and anybody who, you know, from birth on, the feeling of when your child is on your body or in your arms. Mm-hmm. It's it's an energy exchange that to me is the ultimate in in love. yeah, And sort of visualizing what that connection would feel like, literally holding my younger self and like feeling the weight of my what my six-year-old feels like now, you know, like everything about it, it just clicked. And I was like, it it helped me to see a version of myself that I just had left behind a Mm -hmm. long time ago Mm -hmm. and obviously shouldn't have completely because I needed a little more addressing, a little more tending to. So doing that, I don't want to say it closed the door because I think, you know, I, like I said, I have revisited that many times. But having that visual, having that understanding that I can care for myself mm-hmm. in the ways that everyone else was not able to. Yeah. It's just so massively helpful. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to reiterate because I have family members who listen to this. I had a wonderful <laughs> – my parents are wonderful. My whole family is wonderful. Great relationship with my sister, with my parents, my aunts and uncles. Like this is not mm-hmm. um, that kind of – trauma. But Mm -hmm. you're right. It's And it's a relief for parents to hear too, because I know I'm not going to be everything I need to my kids. And I love hearing you frame it in the way too, that it's a form of self-care because so much of what we do is often looked at as selfish or like, like, what are you doing? Like, are you getting hypnotized? Like, what are you Mm -hmm. doing with your time? But honestly, it has helped me to show up as a better parent Mm -hmm. and even as a better partner or, or child to my adult child, to my parents or adult friend to my sister, because Mm -hmm. I know now that when that younger version of me is triggered, or when I feel like I'm being forced back into that version of myself Mm -hmm. that I just can't bear to do, I know that I can say, okay, Sunny needs a break. Maybe Sunny needs a break. She needs to just gather. And then I don't project it outward to that person, you know, um, what else did you know? This is your carte launch to like, what else did you know? Just analyze me a little bit. <laughs> Anything weird, strange, no. like what came out? Like what else did you notice? So that people can understand. I, I think there's a fear of feeling judged when, mm-hmm. when we do this. I know that you're not doing that. You're mm-hmm. a professional and you're just marvelous at what you do. But what were you noticing during our session? And do you typically notice
1: this release I do. in all of your clients? Yes, both men and women tend wow tend to release through mm-hmm. tears in session. Um, so I always have tissues nearby or tell people yeah. to have tissues nearby. Um, because, again, even if it is happy memories itself, we store so much in our bodies throughout oh gosh, the years, crazy. the decades. The, cool. And as you go in there, you do just need it, – it's an energetic release as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know – with you in particular no i didn't find you to be a weirdo at all what i the sense that i continued to get through working through all the different tools that we went through was a need to take up more space in the world which you didn't necessarily feel like you had the ability to do perhaps in mm-hmm. your younger years mm-hmm. and i see that as a common thread a lot of times with with women in business too so we tend to stay small, mm-hmm. smaller, for any number of reasons. Um, could have been, you know, a, a father that was an overbearing father in the household okay. that the female felt like they needed to, you know, sit quiet. Down, and, and, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so in, any number of circumstances create that situation. Um, and, yeah, with you just I, – I found it supremely interesting that you chose the career path that you did. Yeah. Um and that really, you're able to. I think what came through very strongly, particularly towards the end, as well, is we were like, okay, well, what is it? If this is what your throat chakra is saying to you right now, how do we help you to start to heal some of this for yourself? What do what does Sunny need to do? And it's you speak a lot professionally. You speak a lot. It sounds like or sounded like amongst your family, mm-hmm. but. The need to actually speak your own feelings, your own emotions, to the point where you've been so focused on on professionally and in the family familial environment that there what there's become a bit of a, a disconnect even within you as to okay what are my what am I feeling? Because you're an empath for sure. So you're taking on everybody's stuff energetically to begin with. And then that just, it gets confusing within our own systems. Oh
0: my God, that makes so much sense. And you're able
1: to verbalize and speak and communicate very well. You do it as a profession, Mm -hmm. but how often are you verbalizing really what it is internally? And even if you were to start to tap in internally, it's like, well, Shoot, I don't even know what to say because I don't even know what I'm feeling right now. So it
0: is, Oh, my God, Shannon, this makes so much sense. It's why I I have trouble. You know, I try to do solo episodes or do these. And, you know, the girls I work with, like, just, you know, just get on and talk about what's happening in your life. And it feels so self-indulgent to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I probably need to get back in for another session. Like, I, I you're right. I can speak to any outside topic. Yeah. I can help people through anything. Yeah. But I almost get, I'm not silent, but I just get stumped mm-hmm. it's like what are you what are you feeling I uh, I don't know and then you end up in a profession like journalism where mm-hmm. you better shut your mouth because it's not about you and mm-hmm. nothing annoys me more than people who are in journalism who are like well, my opinion I'm like listen <laughs> listen Glenn we don't need to know your thoughts on you know politics um so it was further reinforced you know yeah. so I really that is my goal going forward and what what came out of this for me and I'm gonna talk about what you do after we after you wrap the in person session so we can finish up the discussion. But what this brought up for me is exactly how you just summarized it is a need to just pay attention to letting that out, yeah. letting that personal stream of consciousness or thoughts out mm-hmm. in, in a in a productive way. um mm-hmm. uh, so okay, so we wrap up the session. It was probably about two hour, hour forty five oh. minutes, yep. two hours, yep, um, and you left. You you let me leave with a um, a recording of your amazingly soothing voice, running me through mm-hmm. the first ten minutes, which is the the process to get you into the state, and then I don't know what you would call the the remaining fifteen minutes or so of this recording, but I listen mm-hmm. to it every night mm-hmm. as I fall asleep, and um, sometimes fall asleep to it. Yep. Um, and I've been doing that. I only missed a f- several nights, but never more than one. Okay, because. The rule is, I think you said, never miss more than two nights in a row. Because yeah. we want it, we want to Now that we got the new racetrack, we want to like pave it. We exactly. want to make these new positive reinforcements our
1: yep. default. Yep. So, okay. So, and then I listen to this every night, and that's for how long? 21 days. Okay. So that's the recommendation is 21 days. Um, RTT, 60% of the effectiveness is in the session itself. Mm-hmm. The other 40% comes with listening to the recording for those three weeks. Because okay. just like you're saying, it's just reinforcing that new neural wiring that's happened within your subconscious mind. And is it still sticking even if I'm falling asleep to it? So I always tell people get through the first ten minutes of I, it at yes. least. Um, but you because don't have as like you're twice to it, that's fine. Yeah, It's fine because it's still going. Uh, right. You're listening to it. It's still actually hitting the subconscious mind. Right. And actually, as you're dozing off to sleep, is the state. That we want you to be oh, in anyway is yeah. that, that brings you into the – you're in that theta state. Right. Um, so, yeah, I always recommend people either do it actually right before going to sleep or first thing as soon as you wake up in the morning because, again, you're naturally kind of in that theta state to right. begin with. Right. Um, So it just – it's a clear it, – it's clear right. to go in.
0: Yeah. So for anyone, you know, thinking about doing this, like the – Question might be like, okay, is this like hard to commit to? No. I pop in my earbuds. You airdropped me the voice file. It's in voice memos on right. my phone and on mm-hmm. my iPad. So I pop on my iPad and I put in my mm-hmm. whatever they're called. AirPods I call them AirBuds all the time. And yeah, I think of that too. movie of the dog. <laughs> the basketball playing dog, AirBud. No, AirPods. I put the AirPods in and I listen to it at night. And um, it's been really easy to integrate into my routine. And I do I uh, I feel like it's working. Like, I feel mm-hmm. a sense of lightness in general mm-hmm. that – I don't know. I think there was a re- – I think there was a massive release there.
1: Yeah. And, and so – Yeah, what you said, which was very moving to me as well at the very end. You said, oh, my gosh, as soon as you came out of it. You said, I haven't been able to take a deep breath for a year now, yes. and I was just able to take oh a gosh, deep breath.
0: I was doing this <laughs> – one of those. You mm-hmm. know how when you cry really hard? Yeah,
1: I do. God, yeah. It's
0: like the story of my life. I'm always like right after a big cry. That's my state that I walk around. In. Yeah. I mean, me not, not really. I understand. <laughs> you understand. I'm, I'm a crippling empath. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, 21 days. And, and I know there's a, it's hard to quantify this. Um, and it's especially hard to convince critics that this is a really incredible modality or, or therapy to try. But how can you explain its effectiveness to people who who might have a curiosity about trying R T T?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously easier for people to see examples on like a physical health level mm. there that is quantifiable. Right. You had acid reflux and now you don't, you right. know. So right, if you
0: had symptoms that went right, away, you know, it's working yeah.
1: exactly as far as things. Yeah, like anxiety, more mental healthy type issues. um, again i go back to the confidence just because i've seen so many women now over the past year with regards to that you see it retroactively a lot of the time so i mean for you you experienced a shift within the session itself you said right away you know there's that that lightness that came in your chest mm-hmm. that hadn't been there the ability to to breathe more deeply um and then over time what people tend to find is the things that triggered them before are less triggering mm-hmm. or not triggering at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's always my my goal as right. an R T T practitioner is, is is to eliminate the trigger if possible. But even even so, if it's there, then it's very very minimal, mm-hmm. um, and you're not reacting in the same way, or you're not behaving in the same way.
0: Can you come back? Like, how is one session generally effective, or do you encourage people to come back to like boost it up? What
1: do you think? It all depends on the severity of the issue you're Mm -hmm. dealing with. So for something like anxiety or depression, those, I mean, that can take a couple of sessions sometimes. If it's something you've been struggling with for decades, it might take two or three sessions to really, to get through all of it. Mm -hmm. Eating disorders are the same thing. They're a two or three session type topic. Um, But for the most part, I would say 90% of the people that I've seen have only needed one session for something. So
0: what's the coolest thing that someone you've worked with in RTT has come back and said to you that really stuck?
1: Um, gosh, I had a holistic doctor a couple of months ago who came to me, um, because he felt like he had lost his connection to his soul. And so we went through a session on, Basically, it came down to fear of dying after going into the memories itself. Um, but yeah, that was- And per- felt like
0: he had plugged back in and feels reconnected now.
1: Yes. yes. yes.
0: <sighs> Man, talk about, you know, um, traumas of the job right. in medicine, in that field where you're literally confronted with life and death issues every day. That's got to be hard. Right, right. It's oh, that's a whole separate discussion. How our jobs impact our psyches and our—I mean, I'm only yeah. recently uncovering all this shit that
1: news Journalism. has done. to Yeah, me yeah, I can years. imagine. You
0: know, I mean, you don't—you <laughs> underestimate, mm-hmm. but you like you said, these pathways that we built, these routines we get, and they become our norm. Yep. And um, you know, it's it's such an act of self love to me to reflect. And understand where you are, and try to get better. Yeah. And for me, the goal is to be a better parent and to be a better partner. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I just never view this stuff as as frivolous or superficial or unnecessary. I feel like this, to me, has been this type of therapy, whether it be talk therapy or R T T, or even to some extent, the spiritual mm-hmm. advisors that I visited. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have have shown the most benefit to me, like mm-hmm. sort of the most noticeable benefits to me you know it wasn't like changing my supplementation It, it was what I did inside my head
1: right right and just yeah again connecting to that yeah to that inner self that higher self too and what people find is they are so pleased with the results that they see through RTT that they're like Okay. Well, this isn't an issue anymore. Let me focus on this yeah, one now. You know what
0: I totally felt like that. I'm like, well, I feel like I addressed childhood, Sunny. Yeah. Now we can move on to getting my hormones in check again, which yeah. we also talked about. Um, I want to talk I mean, we're at almost an hour, but I just want to spend a couple of minutes on intergenerational traumas. Can we talk about that? Sure. Um, only because this this really weaves into our discussion about the energies we carry and the problems that we sometimes feel we have that have no connection to our own personal life experience. So I don't want to go too long here. I feel like, should I bring you back? Should I bring you back with another person on this? But tell us quickly, because I do feel like this fits a little bit, intergenerational trauma, is it real? Yes. Okay. (laughs) And the quick definition of it is?
1: Well, I always like to give people this, um, this visual or this example is because it's it's true. So you as well, let me start with your mom. So all of us as females are born with a set number of eggs in mm-hmm. our system, mm-hmm. right? So when your grandmother was pregnant with your mom, your mom already had every egg she would ever have within herself as she was growing as a fetus in your grandmother. So you were one of those eggs within the fetus that was your mom that was ultimately within your grandma. so anything your grandma was experiencing in the time that she was pregnant with your mom is ultimately going to energetically
0: I oh my gosh, yeah. that's crazy. so
1: I think when people hear and see that right. visual, it's like oh You're well, this physically makes there. sense yes. yes,
0: on a cellular level right what do we know about the um? like cellular energy and how something that minute can carry or be impacted by experiences. Like what has science shown in your research? And I know you're not like, I'm not trying to make you talk like a scientist or like be an expert on this, but like, what has your work, because your work does tie into this. I mean, the, the concept of, um, our personalities, our energies, things that we carry with us. What has your work shown you that proves to you that the cells can remember that, you know that that even back to that, we're mm-hmm. impacted by what's around us.
1: I just I tend to, and yes, I certainly am not qualified to speak on the science of most right. of this, but what I've seen in my practice more often is that um it, there's a there's definitely a repeating of cycles and behavior that mm-hmm. come through right. as you start to talk to people about their family histories um, and that we do know that about our cellular beings now that we can go back at least two generations to know for sure that our cells have been affected by two generations preceding us, that it starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. It all starts to make sense. And then you add in not only on the cellular level, but just your family of origin and how you were raised and the cultural norms at the time and all those things kind of, you know, factor in. So... We're so complex. I wish I could speak more intelligently to all of that. I don't know. No, that really makes sense.
0: That. And the visual, like you said, of the grandma and like being present in our grandmother's bodies, essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, when see. I learned that, I was, it was like mind blowing. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much. It just makes so much sense. Yeah.
0: And our, our grandmas were like uh, uh, depression era, mm-hmm. you know, right. women. I'm right. trying to think if she. Well, I, I mean, that was obviously before my mom was born. But I mean, you know, even how you change having gone through something like that, that what we went through in the pandemic, that mm-hmm. probably changed us mm-hmm. on a cellular – like, that changed our makeup. It changed us psychologically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the stress, the anxiety, the yes. fear. All oh of my it. Gosh,
0: I need to find someone and bring them on and talk about that mm-hmm. transgenerational stuff. It's so fascinating yeah, to me. I would love that. Um, okay, tell us, Shanna, where we can find you, where we can learn more about RTT. Is there anything you're special you're running or anything you want to push people to that you'll be doing in the next couple of months? Bearing in mind, guys, that no matter where you are, you can work with Shanna.
1: Yes. Yep. So I do the majority of stuff virtually now, but um, you can find me at shinewellness.org that's the website but also instagram shine underscore wellness mm-hmm. TikTok, Your are tock the on same yes her <laughs> reels are so awesome
0: and guys she addresses some of these like you know debunking myths of rtt and so if you're curious just go watch it because i find that they answered my questions or my doubts that i had about it before i even booked mm-hmm. the session it was you like kind of take every um stereotype thing that people probably say about <laughs> hypnotherapy and you kind of debunk it on your reels it's yeah. really
1: cool it's funtainment I think is what they call it They yes. try and make it entertaining to some extent but yeah really good um and I'm always so a large part of what I do is work with women for emotional eating that obviously had um over the last year with COVID and things that yeah Everybody seemed to s- a spike in all of that too. Right. So I always am running the emotional eating intensive that I do. That's a six week program. And then otherwise, my sole focus over the past year and a half really has been just RTT sessions yeah. for, um, it, I've worked with men, but it tends to be a lot of women mm. um, and a lot of anxiety over the past year and a half, yeah. rightfully so. Oh, um, and now that we're, you know, reopening, there's a whole, another set of issues that are coming through now as people have been told to stay indoors now everybody's got anxiety about reintegrating and not me baby yeah
0: i want to be i want to go into a crowded room i want people to sweat on me no yeah but i'm the same
1: way but i've definitely had people we're in florida where
0: it's the wild west of oh yeah mask wearing oh
1: yeah absolutely like
0: you either have to adapt or you would never leave your house again
1: but again when you have whatever mainstream media just feeding you what it's fed us over the past year and a half people are scared to go it's back out scary yeah i mean
0: I, I said this last week and you know talked about this in the context of being a parent during the pandemic there are so many opportunities we have to make fun of florida it is kind it's a it's a weird place sometimes but i'm grateful to have been here through Me the too. pandemic if for nothing else like not even trying to make this a political statement but our access to the outdoors. Like, yeah. we got to go outside. We got to bring our kids to do things, mm-hmm. you know, that people in the cold weather climates couldn't do. And mm-hmm. they had that release. I'm so worried, Shanna, about mm-hmm. the trauma that they have suffered. Yeah. That we have not. I mean, speaking of anxiety, speaking right. of childhood traumas, you got a whole new, whole new generation of clients coming right. up because, I mean, who knows what this has done to our yeah, children.
1: It'll take a little while for us to actually see. What's, it'll take a while. And, yeah.
0: you know, God help us all because... um We, we have done all done our best. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, every parent has followed the rules to the extent that they felt were best for their, was best for their families. So Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. But yeah, anyway, um, okay. Shinewellness.org,
1: shine underscore wellness on Instagram and that's it, right? Yeah. Got and I would just, and TikTok. I think if you download, I've got a free guide out there too. If you download it, yeah, I think you get a 20% off coupon oh, for your first service or something. So. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Okay. And guys do, if you want to hear more about Shanna, uh, we had a wonderful episode. Like she said, in June of last year, we talked about being an empath. We talked about mm-hmm. um, if, and if feminine and masculine energy. We did a separate episode on intuitive eating, which was a quick hit and it is super popular for a reason. So go get her, um, her tips and tricks on how to overcome emotional eating and learn more about intuitive eating that is all on the feed thank you for listening to this episode please please leave a five-star rating and review that makes a huge difference and we will see you next time with more goodness thank you so much